What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Blinds. As always, it's Kelly and Troy. And we just wanted to thank everybody for coming out to the Nashville show. I know I'm going to speak for myself. It was so surreal. Last time I was at Zany's was to see Chelsea Handler. So to be on the stage was incredible. And the crowd was so much fun. Nashville was like really unforgettable. Like, I, every time I think about it, I'm just like smiling ear to ear. It was one of the most fun. I just, I loved Nashville. I, I really, it may be because I didn't expect that I would love it that much, that it like really exceeded my expectations, like beyond, mm-hmm. but it's just like the best. The people are so cool. Our audience was unbelievable, unbelievable. So fun. What was your favorite part of Nashville? I think just generally, honestly, the people, mm-hmm. like all of the people are like very cool, very like down to earth. And they're the kind of people which I prefer where like, even if they are shading you behind your back, they're like very hump, like sweet to your face. I love that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just really warm, nice, like hospitable people. And I liked also that every time we went somewhere, you'd be like, that guy writes music for Shania Twain. That right guy is a really famous music producer. He's a really famous music writer. Like that was also wild, like country Hollywood. Yeah, that's exactly what Nashville is. Because I feel like people expect tractors and there are tractors right. for party buses. But yeah. Not- <laughs> yeah, I got to experience that. Not on it, but like I saw many party bus tractors. thought that was very fun. Many party buses in general. Yeah, we should go on one, Troy. I am beyond down for that. Amazing. Now, guys, we want to start adding a little bit of pop culture at the beginning. Don't worry. It's not turning into a pop culture podcast. But, you know, there are obviously things happening in the world. And we're reading blinds from like 2003 about Jennifer Aniston. So we kind of want to be a little (laughs) more current with some stuff. Um, Troy, I know you wanted to mention Brittany. Yeah, I just wanted to mention um, a few hours ago today, it came out that um, Brittany is going to be fighting against her dad's motion to depose her. And I mean, just the fact that he, you know, what a twist of the knife to do that to her, you know, know. is wild. But obviously her lawyer is like, I just said lawyer like a Southern person. Her lawyer is... uh, is um incredible and he also did an interview uh that came out i think earlier today or yesterday um where he said that the reason that he took britney's case was because when he spoke to her she told him that she hates bullies and that like even in high school she hated bullies and that she felt like she was being bullied and he couldn't say no 
So, ugh, I know. Makes me, like, emotional. I actually believe that, too. Me, too. Now, on a lighter note, We Are Powerful Manifestors and Cameron Diaz is coming out of retirement. <laughs> I'm obsessed with being a witch. <laughs> the travel witch did get us, just so everybody knows. My, my plane... My plane was um, delayed like two and a half hours, but Troy had, Troy has a way worse curse than I do. What is that? Like, why? <laughs> I was, you guys, everything went swimmingly perfect. I could not believe. I was like, oh my God, the plane, everything was so great. Got to the hotel. It was perfect. I'm laying in bed. It's like three in the morning. My sleeping pill was hitting. The edible was hitting. And I looked around and it was like pitch black and I was like wait <laughs> what the fuck like pitch black and then I looked at my phone it was dead my computer was dead and I realized that I hadn't had power in hours in my hotel room I had to pack my hotel you guys at four in the morning and go to another room the key didn't work I was up till like 4 30 it was a wild but the Virgin was like the greatest hotel though, even yeah. still. Yes, beautiful. Virgin Hotel in Nashville was great. Um, yeah. Sorry. Sorry for the detour away from Cameron Diaz. But if you guys <laughs> didn't see the news, she's going to be in a movie with Jamie Foxx. Yeah. And <laughs> it's not a sequel to Annie. <laughs> Could you imagine? I would th- that's what she comes out of retirement for. <laughs> Um, I'm really, really excited about this. I miss her so much. Yeah, I'm so excited. And I've, I had a feeling she was going to be coming out with something just because she's been more on social media and mm-hmm. doing, you know, she was on Danny Pellegrino's podcast. She did a thing with Benny Drama. So I was like, okay, she's trying to like mm-hmm. get yeah. into the public eye again. Yeah. And this time there's no like book. So you're like, well, there's something going on, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to hear her laugh a few times on screen, on a big screen with some popcorn. Like, that's all I need. That's your happy place? 1,000%. Do you watch only Murders in the Building on Hulu? No, I don't. So Cara Delevingne is on this season. Yeah. And I will tell you a little bit of a spoiler alert, guys, if you haven't watched the first two episodes. But knowing all the blind items between Kara and Selena and watching them share an on-screen kiss was mm-hmm. so, like, out of body for me. Yeah, I was going to actually, I'm glad that you brought that up because I wanted to ask you about it. Like, that's wild. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, this is not the first time they've kissed. <laughs> yeah. If you guys, I know we talked about it in the episode, but if you guys have not seen the photos of Kara and Selena on vacation together and Kara like rinsing Selena's hair on the yacht, like it's so intimate and yeah, it's just crazy. It's so crazy, Um, but it's a really good show. I suggest it might be worth a watch. Martin Short like really fucking annoys me though. Really? Yeah. (laughs) His character does. We also wanted to mention, of course, that R. Kelly today was like finally convicted. It was 30 years that he got, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy when things like that happen because the news cycle is like so fast and like you forget sometimes about people like that they even exist. Mm-hmm. Like I just like had not been thinking about R. Kelly. And then I was like, oh yeah, like he needs to be tried still. 
Yeah. Cause I was thinking, I was like, oh, he's already been in jail for a while. Like he's yeah, never yeah. coming out. Who cares? Right. That's how but, I felt. But yeah, that, even to me, I'm like 30 years is not long enough. You know, Ghislaine, Ghislaine Maxwell got 20 years. And mm-hmm. again, I'm like for trafficking women and young mm-hmm. teens, you only got 20 years in prison. Right. And like, you would think that because he got off before as like um like a because the system is so like what's the word i'm looking for fucked up fucked up <laughs> that they would like right their own wrongs you know mm-hmm. but like i don't know i just don't get how yeah like the 20 years and the 30 years like how do those how do you gauge that i don't know i guess again it's like you're trafficking young women both of them yeah. And it's just like, okay. Yeah, I know. I know. He walked away forever. I mean, how old is he? He's got to be like at least 50, right? Probably. So at least we'll know that he'll be like a decrepit old man in jail. And we know that prisons, male prisons hate pedophiles. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I hope that they treat R. Kelly accordingly. (laughs) And I'm sure (laughs) Ghislaine, we know what's going to happen. Oh, yes, absolutely. I wish that they'd release that list. Like, it's insane that they won't. I know. They probably know that it would cause the actual end of the world. (laughs) You know? We're already there, though. (laughs) No, we dipped our toe in it. Um, So, yeah, so this week, our episode is a little bit different. It's kind of like the One Tree Hill episode, in a way. We do have some blind items about this person. But a lot of it is just like news articles. And Ezra Miller has been requested a lot. I don't know if mm-hmm. they're one of like our top requests, but especially lately, people are like, talk about Ezra. So yeah. here's the Ezra episode, guy. <laughs> it's happening. What are your Ezra thoughts, Troy? Um, I mean, honestly, I was always an Ezra fan. I just loved, like back in the day, I always liked seeing Ezra pop up on a red carpet and I used to find Ezra really refreshing to show up somewhere like dressed up. And, you know, I just thought Ezra was like a kooky, kind of fun, you know, open celebrity. And um, honestly, I remembered Ezra being like one of the only people during the uh, the Me Too movement when Ezra gave their, their uh, statement about like what happened. And they had said in the statement, something that stuck with me forever of like, I thought everybody in Hollywood knew that we were sex workers. And that statement always stuck with me. Like every time we do an episode, even I think about it. And the fact that you and I have talked for so long about like the chicken or the egg, like what what comes first, like the abuse or the abuser or the abuse. Mm -hmm. And just like this cycle of abuse that happens in Hollywood and how it creates abusive deranged people and that's just kind of how I view Ezra as unfortunately uh just that you know like it's just really sad Mm -hmm. what about you I mean I'm not super familiar with their work I loved Ezra in Perks Being a Wallflower I thought Mm -hmm. they did a great job in that probably the best job in the whole movie in my opinion yeah and then you know, they'd show up to the Met Gala with fun stuff always, but I never really paid attention. And I guess I never understood how they had such a 
big following until I did the research today mm-hmm. because I didn't realize how many movies they were in. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, it seems like they're the kind of celebrity that would be huge on Tumblr. Yeah. You know, for sure. And like a fashion person. Yeah, exactly. I expected them to be way more of a fashion person than they were. Right. Because, well, I think I think that they were on the cusp of becoming a big a big fashion person. Like, I think that like around the time that Ezra had showed up at the Met um, and I'm, I'm pretty sure wasn't that the, was it Ezra that also had like a, a cast of their head? Was that just Jared? Am I making that up? Just Jared. Ezra. What did they, Ezra carry? No, they had like three eyeballs painted on their face. The eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the fashion industry was becoming really, really interested in Ezra, like right before everything kind of like crumbled. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just wild. Like the chain of events is just crazy. Yeah. It's insane. And it seems like every single day something new comes out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're releasing this tomorrow, but something could happen tonight. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure it will. Have you seen the movie Something About Kevin? No. Because a lot of people kept bringing that movie up. And when I was looking through Reddit threads, it was like Ezra is turning into Kevin from Something About Kevin. And I found this really interesting quote from 2012. And Mm -hmm. just so you guys know, trigger warning we're going to be talking about guns a lot in this episode. Um, And the movie, something about Kevin is actually about a school shooting and Ezra played the school shooter. Okay. So this is all from Buzzfeed. Pretty much everything I got from Buzzfeed, but we will credit who um, we got our sources from. So this is back in 2012 when Ezra admitted that they got quote validation and gratification when they were approached with fear after playing high school killer Kevin, quote, I do get a certain kind of validation and gratification from the way people sort of approach me tentatively with a little bit of fear after they see the film, they told Vogue at the time. And then in 2018, Ezra revealed that they actually held on to Kevin's crossbow murder weapon from the movie, asking a journalist during their cover interview with The Hollywood Reporter, quote, you want to see the real bow and arrow from Kevin, man? Because I got it back there. I really do. Eek. Yeah. Oof. That's really, that's like the start of a documentary. Yeah. And honestly, I don't know how this is going to end. And it's really like scary. It gives me anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand. I get what you mean. Because at this point, Ezra should be in prison. That's the thing is like, it's so crazy when shit like this happens and you know that somebody should just be in jail and they're out just gallivanting and being destructive. So the thing is, um, police are trying to serve them and we'll talk about it a little bit when we get like closer to 2022, but the police can't locate them. Wild. (laughs) Like that is crazy. But they've been spotted in um, Massachusetts, Vermont, New York, Hawaii, I believe. Could you imagine being one of the people? Like this, I hope that somebody is documenting this like for a future film. Because this is so crazy. Like the the thought of like the journey that Ezra's going on in people's homes and stuff is like. (laughs) 
I mean, I thought like the Shia LaBeouf stuff. Remember when Shia was going really off the rails? Mm -hmm. Um, It's like that, but like, I don't know if I could say worse, but it's very similar. Yeah, I agree with that. I just like, I'm just, I can't stop picturing Ezra like knocking on people's doors that they know and being like, hi, I'm on the run from the feds. Mind if I crash on your couch? Did you ever see the TikTok when they were at a uh, party in Hawaii and the camera (laughs) (laughs) went to the the TV screen, which had Ezra's mugshot on it. And then it went to the left and Ezra Miller's standing right there. Like, how is that not a documentary? (laughs) That that is literally going to be a Netflix doc. I'm telling you. But I'm scared of how it's going to end, Troy. I know, I know. And just remember, everything from here on out is alleged. What I just read was a quote from the source, but everything from here on out is alleged. Okay, so this first blind is from Blind Gossip, and it looks like it's from 2018. And it's titled Ezra Miller and the Underage Audition. So this is what we were referencing at the beginning of the episode. And this is also from The Hollywood Reporter. So it's kind of like an excerpt from that. It says, a year later, Miller landed opposite Emma Watson in The Perks of Being a Wallflower, a more traditional coming-of-age story that put them on the top of the studio wish list. Flash and Beast's credence somehow penetrated their Hollywood disaffection. They resonate with my soul, but they but their hopes to make more films with director Lynn Ramsey, quote, the greatest director alive, whose treatment by the film's financer and the produ- producer after firing from... T- from 2015, Western Jane got a gun and rages them. Quote, powerful men, they don't know how bad they want to submit to a woman, a feminine power, and they should. I advise they do it immediately because they're fucking up the world. This bleeds into Miller's own Me Too moment, which they have never shared with an unnamed director or and producer. It says, quote, they gave me wine and I was underage, they recall. They were like, hey, want to be in our movie about gay, about a gay revolution? And I was like, no, you guys are monsters. They're on a roll now. It's a great fucking age of being like, you know what? That shit is unacceptable. And it's amazing for a lot of us to watch because like we all knew it was unacceptable when we fucking survived it. That's what Hollywood is. I thought we all knew that we were sex workers. Hollywood's warped hierarchy brings out Miller's intensity, but not nearly as much as the subject of climate change. In fact, the line of conversation brings the actor to tears. Quote, Gaia, we don't understand her. We don't understand how powerful she is. We don't respect her rights, they say shaking. I'm just an emotional person. I just feel different. I just feel differently. Yes, I'm crying already in an interview. Often cited as the first non-hetero film superhero, Ian McKillen's X-Men Magneto was a villain. Miller has long identified as queer. Quote, yeah, absolutely. Which is to say, I don't identify. Like, fuck that, they say. Queer just means, no, I don't do that. I don't identify as a man. I don't identify as a woman. I barely identify as a human. Yeah. (sighs) I mean, to start off with, like, those quotes. Yeah. And to know where they ended up becoming a menace. Yeah. Like the exact kind of person that they're describing. It's insane. That's and I hate to, I know I hate to use that word because I understand I'm sure Ezra Miller also has like mental health stuff going on. Just so crazy to watch it happen. 
And that's the thing. I mean, you and I talk about this all the time with people like um, Aaron. Right. Where it's like, it's, it's a really sad thing to watch a manic person act out and then have all of their manic behavior be reported as if it's like, as if it's not just crazy behavior, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So the following blind is from 2018. The crew of this movie that is now in theaters is still talking about the experience of working with these two actors. Quote, we call it the battle of the Bizarro brothers. Who would show up the day wearing the weirdest outfit? Who was whacked out of their mind on whatever substance they were doing that day? Who would say bizarre things that left crews wondering what the hell they were talking about? We've all worked with some, quote, interesting actors in our day, but having two of them on the same set took a crazy to a whole new level. Definitely not a dull moment on set. And that's allegedly Johnny Depp and Ezra Miller on the set of Fantastic Beasts. I can only imagine. I mean, (laughs) the thoughts running through my mind, Lord Jesus, pray for everybody involved. Why, yes, this closeted form-born A-list mostly movie actor who was a multiple Academy Award winner slash nominee has hooked up with their co-star, Eddie Redmayne (laughs) and Ezra Miller. There are so many rumors about Eddie. Yeah, well. What what do you think, Troy? (laughs) I mean, uh, listen, I believe that Eddie is one of those people, an example of like, you know, I always say when we talk about somebody like Zac Efron, I'm like, I don't think you can look like that and be like a young actor in Hollywood and not like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have the option to look like Eddie and not, uh, that's all I'm saying. Okay. Kelly's, Kelly's eyes are widening. <laughs> <laughs> this B plus list, mostly movie actor who has a new installment of a franchise out likes to pretend they would have walked away if only they had known this permanent A-list mostly movie actor was going to be cast. They did find out in advance and chose to stay. And apparently that was Ezra Miller not wanting to work with Johnny Depp. That's interesting. Yeah. I heard Johnny was like a menace on that set. Yeah. I would imagine like young Johnny is one thing, but old curmudgeonly like mumbly Johnny on set seems like it would just be ugh. And I know that the Amber and Johnny case has ended and, you know, Johnny won it. But I read a lot of stuff that Johnny actually lost out on those roles because of how he acted on set, not because of Amber's, like, open letter. Yeah. Well, that's what's so odd is, like, all that stuff has been so documented. Right. You know? Like, showing up to work wasted and not knowing your lines. Yeah, you're probably going to be let go from a franchise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. when you're pay- being paid millions and millions of dollars only because you're Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. And we're now in 2020. This actor is a superhero. They are set to star in their own full-length feature on a hero that has only been seen in movie bit parts. The coke bender and hatred towards fan rant is probably going to change that, though. And that is Ezra Miller playing Barry Allen in The Flash. Do you remember that video that came out where they choke slammed a fan? I forgot until this moment. <laughs> so just a few notes if listeners aren't familiar. The actor at the time, 27, walked over to the fan who appears to be making a play fight motion as Ezra comes towards them. And then Ezra places their hand around her neck. 
She has a smile on her face at first, but then seems to be taken aback as they say, quote, who are you? Do you want to fight? Do you want to fight? And then the video stops as Ezra brings the fan to the ground. And some people were tweeting that Ezra has been dealing with mental health issues, but others were just straight up outraged by the action. Could you imagine being a fan and having an actor walk up and choke you? I know. Like, I don't even, I, I don't even know what I would have done. And again, these things have been documented for years. It's not like this is just starting with them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And a few other articles I read said the fan ran up to Ezra and was aggressive, but then a lot of other people said she, um, she wasn't aggressive towards them. So mm. it just seems like everyone has like a different take on it. Yeah. At the end of the day, like <laughs> choke slamming someone isn't cool. Yeah, and, like, this is clearly a person who either has, like, some major drug issues or, like, needs mental health help bad. Yeah, and there were a lot of questions on if they were drunk. If Ezra was Okay. Yeah. This superhero movie was always on the edge of being shelved. Now, with the recent actions of the probable star of the movie, it gives the studio an easy way out. And, again, that's Ezra with The Flash and Warner Brothers – And one thing about this is Warner Brothers has never, like, fully severed ties with Ezra Miller. Mm. (laughs) Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. That's fucked well. They're like, we have $75 billion on the line. That's so true. You know, he's <laughs> fucking uh, superhero movies. All about the money. It's all about the money. and That's all they care about. Yeah. I'm sure that they would have paid to have this covered up if if it was small enough to contain just to keep the franchise going. Oh, 100%. You know? <clears throat> they aren't choking a woman this time, but this A-slash-B-plus-less superhero actor's career is hanging by the slimmest of fraying threads. So damage control when a disturbing video of an, an actor reached social media. It was yanked down everywhere, but someone did manage to upload it to YouTube where it is unlisted. It is hard to tell whether it is a mental health issue or drugs or a combination of both. Now, I don't know. Have you ever seen the video, Troy? Um, yes, but I don't think I remember it at all. So it's a, on Twitter. We'll make sure to put it in our Instagram story in the um, carousel so everyone can watch it. But in the video, it almost sounds like they're rapping. It's like really strange and all over the place. Their voice is constantly changing through the video. And they Mm -hmm. keep asking like absolutely insane questions. And again, people aren't sure if it's like drug or mental health. But this is definitely where people started being like, wait, what the fuck is going on with Ezra? Right. I'm sorry. Hold on a second. I'm sorry. Ponch, you can't do that in here. Do you want to watch the video quick so you can comment on it? Yeah, because I have it pulled up. I need to see okay. this. I can see like their hands going. Oh my 
God. They just called themselves The Flash. Okay. All right. Okay, I saw. Whew. Lord Jesus. That was terrifying. Yeah, it's a really scary. I would be afraid to be in that car. Like, that was like, yeah, I would have been absolutely scared to be in that car. Trembling. Yeah, Troy just watched it for the first time in years. Um, So, yeah, Troy, I just, I want your thoughts on the video. That was actually, like, kind of scary. Like, Mm -hmm. it was, like, really, really terrifying. And it made me feel like if I was in that car, I'd be in the backseat just praying that they didn't make eye contact. Yeah. Like, please don't turn this on me. That was... Yeah, I mean, that is absolutely manic behavior. Like, that person needs help, clearly. Yeah, yeah, and again, it's one of those things. It's like, obviously, I do think people have to take responsibility for their own actions, right? Mm-hmm. But why isn't the studio helping yeah. this person? I mean, this is like on a, like, Amanda Bynes walking around New York City level to me. Right. You know? This is like really, really bad. Like that was like really jarring. Oof. And Warner Brothers is still like, no, no, they're they're totally fine to play the Flash. No, no, no. Like, don't worry. They're they're totally good. It's like I don't fucking think so. Yeah. See, they're in on in a nice suit. See, they're fine. It's like no, no. <sighs> so now we jump to 2022, and um, this is when. I feel like everyone started really realizing how troubled Ezra is. Mm-hmm. So this is the first blind item, Crazy Days and Nights. Speaking of the drugs, this A slash A minus list, mostly movie actor with at least two franchises is killing their career with the drug use. There has to be some type of rehab or at least a rehab announcement. So the blind items seem to think it's more drug use Mm-hmm. than um mental health what do you think i think it's probably a mixture of both I think um, so too. but i think as we talk about their actions of the last six months you know so like in my opinion whether it's medication or not you know whether it's mental health or not mm-hmm. it's been six months seven months of really fucking terrible behavior and mm-hmm. they still need to be held accountable oh one thousand percent you know i yeah I guess I kind of struggle when people are like, well, obviously they have mental health issues. I'm like, I get it. I get that too. Mm -hmm. But again, it's like, you need to be held accountable. I agree. It's, oh God, it's such a, it's such a, like, it reminds me. So there's this queen from Drag Race. Her name is Katya. And Katya has, is very open about the fact that she's like struggled for years with drugs, meth, all kinds of stuff, and also has really intense mental health issues. Mm-hmm. And a couple years, and she's like one of the most popular queens in the entire franchise. And a couple years ago, she had actually had a similar kind of mental break where she relapsed. And the combination of her being like, on hard drugs and then having like a mental health break like she a world famous drag queen was running all over her city naked outside got in a like tried to fight a police officer naked oh wow like got yeah like was getting in people's cars doing all kinds of crazy shit and now like you know Katya has barely any like memory of it and 
you know, has like since been treated, but it is like an interesting conversation, you know, of like, I don't know, like when somebody is like having like a mental break like that, like how you try them, I guess, you know, or like how you help, how, how do you hold them accountable? Yeah, absolutely. And I don't want people to think that I'm not compassionate about, you know, whatever mental health could be going on. I have family members who are, have addiction issues. So I don't want people to be like, oh, like, but I just, I don't want people thinking I'm trying to be, um, no, I don't think you came off that way. Okay. Okay. Um, but that blind was following when Miller shared on their Instagram quote, this is a message for the Bellevue chapter of North Carolina Ku Klux Klan. Hello. First of all, how are y'all doing? It's me. Look, if y'all want to die, I suggest that killing yourself with your own guns. Okay. Otherwise, keep doing exactly what you're doing now. And you know what I'm talking about. And then, you know, we'll do it for you if that's what you really want. Okay, talk to you soon. Bye. And the caption was, please disseminate this video to all those to whom it may concern. This is not a joke. And even though I do recognize myself to be a clown, please trust me and take this seriously. Let's save some live lives now. Okay, babies. See, now that I just watched that video, it's like I can like hear like how they were probably like, I can hear it, you know, they were screaming it in their car. Yeah. Like driving with the phone held up, screaming it into the phone as they were driving. Mm-hmm. Now I have like a, a voice to these, all these crazy captions. And again, it's oh like, God. it's like, of course, fuck the Ku Klux Klan. But yeah. like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I totally get why this family would not want their daughter to be with the pedophile superhero. However, you did let her travel out of the country alone with them when she was 14 and the superhero was 25. And that is Takato Iron Eyes and Ezra Miller. So everything I'm about to read is from TMZ. Okay. Buckle the fuck up. Oh God, I'm nervous. Okay. Takata's parents say Miller flew her to London in 2017 to visit the studio where Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them was filmed as she was a big fan and Miller was a star in the movie. At the time of the trip, they say Takata was 14 and Ezra was 25. As the friend, first of all, I don't even know how they met. I didn't see that in this, um, but I'm going to assume Twitter or something like that. Yeah, some DM situation. As the friendship continued, Takata's parents claim Ezra supplied their underage daughter with alcohol, marijuana, and LSD. Not only that, they claim Ezra, best known as The Flash in the DC superhero films, disrupted Takata's school at a private institute in Massachusetts so much that she dropped out in 2021. The parents say they flew to Miller's Vermont home in January to get their daughter and discovered she didn't have her driver's license, car keys, bank card, and other items needed to navigate life independently. They say they also found bruises on Takata's body, which they allege Ezra called. Takata's parents state, quote, Ezra uses violence, intimidation, threat of violence, fear, paranoia, delusions, and drugs to hold over a young adolescent Takata. They claim Ezra also told Takata to solely go by Gibson, a nickname she formerly used with family and friends. 
Then there's this. They say Ezra's decided Takata is non-binary transgender when she had previously declared herself non-binary queer and gay. It seems Takata is aware of her parents' concerns. She recently took to social media to say she's mentally stable and her friend Ezra has been a help in her life. She also says she's recently gotten a therapist and is looking forward to the future. Her parents are asking the court to step in and issue an order of protection against Ezra on behalf of their daughter and a hearing is set for next month. And they were granted the, um, the protection order. Okay. Having read that, I knew that like this, this stuff was going on, but like, I get having it all fresh in my mind. Like I get what you mean when you say like, like Ezra still needs to be fully held like accountable because the difference is that like, when you look at somebody like Amanda Bynes or like Katya, who I use as an example, they weren't like hurting really other people. Like Amanda Bynes didn't like hurt other people. Amanda Bynes was just out sort of dismantling her own life. Right. She wasn't holding people hostage. Now, I wanted to save this question for the end of the podcast and maybe we can revisit it, but I just want to know your thoughts. Okay. Do you think maybe they're trying to start a cult on their 96 acre Vermont farm? Oh God. It would be so on brand. Yeah. Again, I think that's like a worth a revisit at the end of the episode. Yeah. But well, especially, I mean, not that any of it made any sense, but like what Ezra was saying in that video, it gave like, like manic cult leader vibes Mm -hmm. oh god I don't I never thought about that but I really asked me again at the end but like I'm kind of leaning that way now it was honestly like my first thought (sighs) does everybody just secretly want to be a cult leader do do you think you could be a cult leader I know cults (laughs) are bad cults are really bad (laughs) so I think I could be one absolutely not I don't have the um the patience or I'm too lazy I'd be like, you guys just like go, please leave. (laughs) You like to be alone too much. Yeah. I'd be like, this is like way too much. I need a break from all of my, from my harem. (laughs) (laughs) The studio was going to roll the dice and hope that everything blows over between now and the release of the movie and no other underage victims come forward. The thing that they are most worried about is not even the victim or other potential victims, but whether their star can keep it together for any kind of interviews with the press. And of course, that's in reference to The Flash. It's exactly what we were just saying earlier. And um, this is also from Vanity Fair. It says, quote, they moved around so much that we're stuck in this legal limbo situation and we can't serve them in any place that they're in long enough. Chase Iron Eyes, an attorney and activist, told newspaper, quote, they've been, f- they've been flighty. They've been avoiding services. And now there's public pressure mounting on them to make a decision, which makes us very concerned about Ezra's volatile nature. So to add on to this, to like just add another layer, a lot of the, like the Takata, they're all, in, they're indigenous women. Oh my God. Yeah. Is Ezra a, a, is Ezra secretly somewhere starting a cult right now? I really think so. And I couldn't, 
there was a TikTok that was going around with Ezra's ex-girlfriend speaking out about the abuse that Ezra put her through. Mm-hmm. But now it's private, so I wasn't able to watch it. But it was going viral about how abusive and violent Ezra was to them. And she was another Indigenous woman. Wow. Now I really believe the cult thing. That's oh, my God. I think. Especially after doing Jared's episode, I think that anybody is capable of starting. Anybody can start a cult, really. And on Reddit, a lot of people were saying that Ezra is just trying to make a big, like, polyamorous community. And can you imagine 96 acres? No. That's a lot of fucking land. In Vermont, which is, like, all woods and... (laughs) I've been to Vermont. I know there are cities, or, like, smaller cities, guys, I promise. But where they're located, it's very rural. Yeah. I'm honestly, I'm just gonna go with that. And I really honestly feel like we're gonna see a headline in like at least the next month that there are like cloaks and robes and brandings and all kinds of things happening. Well, we're gonna be talking about an article that just came out like a week ago, not even. So we're almost up to date. Um, And before we get into the next articles and everything, um, I feel feel like when they got to Hawaii is when everything like hit the fan. I agree. I feel like that's when the story became very, very, very like front page news. Yes. Especially on Twitter. Yeah. Twitter was calling them the they, them, Willy Wonka. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that, and it's like, I feel bad even laughing. You know, because it's like, that's what we do as a society is like, we make a joke of this stuff when it up to the point that it's like no longer a joke. No, a hundred percent. And I will admit that I was, have been doing that, especially with Ezra Miller on Twitter. Right. Yeah. But after (laughs) pulling all this information, I'm like, oh, this isn't funny anymore. Right. Yeah. This is real life scary. Yeah. When you see it all compiled like this, it's like really intense. Okay. So this next part is from BuzzFeed. And this starts in March of 2022. It says, Fantastic Beasts actor Ezra Miller was arrested early Monday following an incident at a karaoke bar in Hilo, Hawaii, where they allegedly swore at patrons, disrupted a woman's karaoke set, and lunged at a man playing darts. And then on Sunday night in South Hilo, uh, police officers responded to a report of a disorderly patron at a bar Authorities later determined that Miller, quote, became agitated while patrons at the bar began singing karaoke, the Hawaii Police Department said in a statement. The actor who stars in the upcoming DC movie The Flash in the latest installment of the Fantastic Beasts franchise began yelling obscenities and at one point grabbed the microphone from a 23-year-old woman mid-song and also lunged at a 32-year-old man playing darts, the police said. Miller, who uses they-them pronouns, was repeatedly asked to calm down by the bar's owner, which appeared to do little to de-escalate the situation. Police arrived at the location around 11.30 local time on Sunday and arrested Miller, charging them with disorderly conduct and harassment, and they were released from police custody after posting bail of $500. I would think that bail should be a little higher. I mean, right? 
if Bobby Brown's bail is always set at like $30,000, I think Ezra's going to be a little high. Again, it's one of those things where we're starting to get into it and you're like, how isn't this person in jail? Or at least yeah. in some kind of custody. Literally for their own good. For their, for own, their own safety. Yeah. And the safety of people in, in Hawaii. Because the following day, on Monday, March 28th, this is from The Independent, two, two Hawaii residents have filed a temporary restraining order against Ezra Miller, claiming that the actor harassed and threatened them. The complaint claims that Miller, quote, burst into the bedroom of the petitioners and threatened the alleged male victim by saying, quote, I will bury you in your slut wife. According to court records obtained by the Associated Press, Miller is accused of sealing some of the alleged victim's personal belongings, including a wallet and passport. So that was the very next day. This is wild. So then fast forward to April of 2022, officers were called around 1 a.m. to a private residence to respond to a report that Miller had become irate after being asked to leave a late night gathering. The actor had allegedly thrown a chair, striking a 26-year-old woman on the forehead, leaving her with a half-inch cut, police said. Miller was arrested nearby about 20 minutes later, and after being found during a after being found during a traffic stop, the actor was released from custody shortly after 4 a.m. After police uh, confirmed the with the local prosecutor, and it says, "quote This is an active investigation." Again, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like this is a person that should not be a like. This person needs to be like evaluated, checked locked up you know at the end of the day they're danger to themselves and to everyone else in the world so basically coming up to date june 20 i wrote june 2020 june 2022 on june 23rd rolling stone published an extensive piece revealing that a young mother and her children all between ages one and five are currently staying with miller on their 96-acre Vermont farm. The woman told Rolling Stone that she found the home to be, quote, a healing haven for us after leaving an abusive relationship. But two unnamed sources who spoke to Rolling Stone said that the adults on the property had been farming marijuana and smoking it around the children, despite not being legally allowed to do so per Vermont's Cannabis Control Board. The sources also said that there is a sizable number of firearms around the house, including assault weapons. Uh, Rolling Stone says the sources have reported unattended guns lying around the home with the with one recalling an instance in which a one year old child allegedly picked up a bullet and put it in her mouth. Video footage seen by Rolling Stone apparently shows at least eight assault weapons, rifles and handguns lying around the living room. Some weapons propped up next to a pile of stuffed animals. So Ezra's like fully ready to like if anybody tries to come, like and Waco. Find them. Yeah, yeah, and like some wonderful whites of West Virginia shit. Jesus, you're right. Um, right. And the reason this is all coming out is because the father of those children isn't able to see his children because they're at Ezra's Vermont farm. What the fuck? Holy shit. This is wild. I know. And apparently people still can't find Ezra 
Um, the police can't find them. But for a little while, Ezra, who um, they have deleted or like taken their Instagram down for right now. Mm-hmm. But while they knew police was trying police. But while they knew that police officers were trying to serve them, they started putting up memes being like, you'll never find me. You'll never catch me. Like taunting th- the police. Do you think that Ezra will have a shootout with the police when they're found? I'm terrified for what's going to happen, to be honest. Whoa, this is really scary. Yeah. And again, I feel like we needed to do an episode so we could lay it all out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be- even for me. Yeah, because you hear things. And again, I'd see tweets that would be like, if I saw Ezra Miller come into a restaurant, I'd be so fucking scared. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's funny. But now it's like, no, it's actually really fucking scary. Um, and just added to that in June or in this month, this June, a mother and her 12 year old child were granted a temporary harassment prevention order against Miller in Massachusetts after alleged inappropriate behavior. It didn't like go into what happened, just that a judge granted them protection from Ezra. No, you're completely right. If it hits different when everything is you like the way that you compiled it, like it just hits different when it's like this. And especially like you said, you read stuff every day. So it just kind of becomes like noise almost or like you don't know what's true or what's not true or whatever. This is really crazy. Like this is like a really like a movie. And again, it was starting to just become part of meme culture, right? Yeah. People were even saying, you know, throw Ezra in D.C. and let them deal with the politicians. I'm like, no, that's actually very scary. Like, this is not funny. Yeah, this is not funny at all. And it's insane how many, like, indigenous women they have brought into their life life and, like, onto their... I, this fucking Vermont yeah. 90-acre farm is really fucking with my head. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to stop thinking about what's going on at that farm. Because, like, there's so much to explain. Even if you get to the main house, who's to say how many houses are on? 96 acres is a lot of fucking land. Exactly. And I know that I keep bringing it up, but I that video is, like, very telling of, like, what is going on. Like, even their thoughts in that video, those the, that man, it's like, it was like, um it was like cult leadery. Like, just, oh, this is really, oh, this is really sad. And the screaming that they're doing oh my god that like made my heart stop it's like a deep throat scream yeah like an old warp tour scream yeah and then this is via inside uh the magic.net it says now uh out of nowhere warner brothers has decided to re-release Zack snyder's justice league from 2021 uh the four-hour ultra cut of the infamous superhero movie that was cut short by director joss whedon after director Zack snyder left the project due to family issues And then rather than trying to keep Ezra Miller out of the public eye, Warner Brothers is launching them to the top of the digital release with Justice Justice League, undoubtedly highly centered around Barry Allen. It's unknown why Warner Brothers would go ahead over a year later during the height of Ezra's controversies to re-release the star's most famous movie, with rumors that DC is set to replace Miller's Flash character altogether. Warner Brothers re-releasing the actor's defining movie Mark's uncertainty in the studio's future decision on Miller's The Flash 2023 solo film. I do think that that's really odd. It feels against what they would normally do. Like, I don't, I kind of don't understand the logic, I guess. 
No. And I believe they just did VidCon or something, um, Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. And they still showed Ezra in all of the um, Justice League promos. I mean, I'm sure it would be really hard to cut them out of the film completely because the mm-hmm. Flash is such like a big character. Yeah. But at least like cut them out of the trailer. Well, it's weird that they're like leaning in like that too. Yeah. Like what would be, I guess like listeners, if you, I mean, I, this, in this particular case, I kind of can't wrap my head around it. Like if you guys know, let us know. Cause I don't really get that. The only thing that I could think of is they spent so much money on the movie that they don't want to lose out on money. But I don't know. Do you think that they would be, brazen enough to release the flash as a solo movie if it's finished i don't even know if they're done like filming it. normally no but now i'm not really sure i mean maybe they're taking advantage of the fact that this is like you said like it lives in like a meme space and like for whatever reason people still kind of find it funny mm-hmm. this isn't like being talked about like r kelly or something it's still That's funny true. to people yeah so maybe they're taking advantage of the fact that it's like a joke on the internet yeah, you're probably right. That's sick. And I almost think that they'd be able to like leverage it if if for some fucking reason they decide to release the flash. They yeah, could yeah. be like, well, you know, Ezra's going to rehab now. Make them look like oh, the heroes. Like they saved their lead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, what about all the people living on the 94 acre farm in Vermont? Right. And honestly, there's no worse, in my opinion, there's no worse, like, franchise to be shackled to when you're, like, going through something like this, you know? Because they don't give a fuck about you. No. They they have millions of dollars riding on you, merchandise, franchises, mo- like, books, things, video games. Like, they could care less if Ezra was dead or alive, you know? They, at this they just, point... I was going to say something dark. I was going to say yeah. at this point, they probably like would rather them be dead because then they could capitalize even more. Mm-hmm. And that's how fucking Hollywood works. Yeah, absolutely. This is crazy. Like, I mean, I will admit myself that I maybe didn't take this as seriously as I should have. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm always reading about it and like, like on Twitter and stuff, like people making jokes. Yeah. And I think I still kind of took it as a joke until the Rolling Stones article came out. Yeah. Um, Reading that was just so crazy. And this guy is trying to get his children back. Yeah. But they're on a fucking Vermont farm. On a Vermont farm playing with bullets. Right. With guns, not in safes or anything. And Ezra has also been a big advocate for guns. And they have said like, it's all about protection. And I'm not going to get into like a gun debate, you know, whatever. Sure, yeah. But I'm just adding that they have been vocal about guns being used to protect yourself. Well, they've made it clear that they want to do a, sh- a fucking shootout. And they still have like a, that bow and arrow from a movie where they played a school shooter. That's. <sighs> I are we going to read about Ezra having a shootout? In some log cabin in vermont i think what's really scary is like 
there's no predicting how this is going to end. That, yeah. Somebody could die. It's really, really fucking scary and really sad. And oh, now I'm never going to be able to look at an Ezra meme ever again. No, because... And I'm honestly glad that we did this episode. I know it's kind of shorter than our usual ones and it's different. But <laughs> no, but I, I don't know. I just, I feel like until you lay it all out, it's kind of like, oh, don't go in a restaurant if you see Ezra Miller or yeah. whatever. Now it's like, no, but really, like for real. No, I thought you did a really, really good job of laying out the info and like. Thank you. I definitely kind of feel like an asshole. Like even coming into it, like I wasn't, I, I knew it wasn't like a joke coming into it, but I was still very like, Ezra's a meme. Yeah. And it seems like they prey on, you know, people who don't maybe have the best, um, I'll say home life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the fact that it's indigenous people really bothers me too, because I mean, they're already not treated well by our government to begin with. And it's like, they know where to pray. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Oh, man. Wow. This is not, I guess we'll let we, I mean, I'm going to be following this now like a psychopath. We have, we'll have to do an update eventually. I'm sure something else will come out soon. And with that big expose on Rolling Stone, how is Ezra going to respond? I hope that this isn't one of our moments where like we're being witchy, but then something horrible happens because we are powerful manifestors. I hope maybe it brings light that it's not a meme and this is very serious. Yeah, I because agree. Something, something bad's going to happen. I don't like it. I also just want to say, too, I hope that, like, I still agree with what I said in the beginning of the episode, but I understand the weight of this and, like, that Ezra should be, for sure, held accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I just think, like, we we ha- we've clearly not figured out in this country yet especially with public figures when they do have moments like this like we don't know how to deal with it yeah and like we think we do like we have we watched all those britney documentaries and we think that we're so above how we used to be we're so advanced and like we have all these terms now but we're really not right like we're really not and i'm not comparing britney to ezra miller i'm just saying like a public person acting out, whether it's mental health or drugs, you know, having manic episodes publicly or whatever. When a celebrity gets to the point where there's like a time, like a a BuzzFeed, like moment by moment timeline, 3 p.m., 4 p.m. kind of thing. Like, we don't know how to handle that yet in this country. We don't. No, definitely not. And just a side note, there were also a lot of TikToks that had Ezra just partying at bars in Hawaii. And Mm kind of like being a little aggressive, but police weren't called. And Mm -hmm. um, so there were more videos. It just, it wasn't a part of Buzzfeed article. It's just like, you know, you do the doom scroll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I came across so many Ezra videos of them just going back to the bars where they're like, where they attacked people. And Mm -hmm. in these videos, they're not attacking anyone. They're just kind of sipping their drink and like looking around. But it still seems very tense. Like no one's around Ezra and everyone is like, like far away. And like, imagine how awkward and like uncomfortable you would be Uh, doing karaoke is already like a very vulnerable thing. And like you're on stage and then Ezra Miller is throwing chairs at you and like 
trying to interrupt you while you're like singing Lady Marmalade. Like it's really uncomfortable. I mean, the fact that they were able to break into someone's hotel room, say, I'll bury you and your whore wife or slut wife, steal passports and wallets, and they're still not in like any real trouble. It's like a rotted catch me if you can. (laughs) Yeah, it's insane. Well, I'm nervous to see how this ends. I hope that nobody gets like hurt. Yeah. Um, especially like these kids is like that's like really terrifying and yeah. And again, it makes me wonder how many people are on that farm. I know. I keep calling it a farm. I just assume. I don't know. We're gonna hear more. We are going to for sure hear about the infamous farm. Oh yeah, absolutely. I need to know more. I need like somebody to send a drone over. Because there is a part of me that's like, I wonder how hard they're looking for Ezra. Yeah. And like, they probably can't be as public as they want to be about how hard they're, you know, they, I mean. Oh, true. You know, they're probably, yeah. Oh God. Now this is like real. Now I'm going to be thinking about this all night in a way that I have not thought about it at all. So I guess how we always end an episode, you know, is this person rotted and. I do understand that Ezra likely has mental health going on and Mm -hmm. opened up about abuse. And I give them a lot of credit for that. That couldn't have been easy, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to say Rod, they have to be held accountable for like kidnapping people and beating people with chairs and shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like it's mental health. Isn't like a get out of jail card, you know, like this is crazy. And yeah, I'm going to say rotted. It's like, it's, this is like really wild. I mean, being the, the, the kids of it all, all of it, like this is, yeah, Ezra's bad. And the fact 10 years ago, they even said, I like to be feared. Yeah. So on that and note, they, guys. Oh. I was going to say too, that Ezra obviously is like aware enough to know that they're doing bad things because this is the same person that gave that quote about like men in Hollywood and how they need to be like leveled or whatever, because they are destroying people or whatever. So like Ezra obviously has like an idea. I mean, there's an understanding of like what's right and wrong. Yeah. And they were posting memes taunting whoever the police. Yeah. Um, now on that note, guys, remember, we still have shows coming up in Minneapolis, Denver, Philly, and DC, and the shows are not heavy like this. No, they're fun and they're rowdy and they're drunk and loud and interactive and you will have so much fun. And thank you guys so much for listening. We love you very much. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.